ivory-billed woodpecker. Seeing one of these vibrant, beautiful birds in person would earn you an elite status in the birdwatching community. And while many believe it's already extinct, continued sightings beg to differ. Welcome, Jack. Hello. It's season six. Wow. We didn't do anything for the 50th episode. It's kind of a milestone. It, I know. I thought about that after the fact. I'm like, 50 is a big deal. We're over the hill now. Is that what they say? Yeah. Is that 40 or 50? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Seems young. If to be over the hill. Do you have any reflections on the previous 50 episodes you want to bring? They all just went by in a blur over how many years has it been? Mm, three? Three years? There, Well, seasons three through four, you replaced me with a sound alike. <laughs> no. And I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> Yeah, I had to cast. There's an extensive casting process through Craigslist. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, well, just that one guy showed up. The one guy. But luckily, he was just a dead ringer. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you back, though. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Last episode, I listened to the last episode. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you were asking me questions about what podcasts I like to listen to. Yeah. And rudely, I didn't ask you what podcast oh, you that's, like. Oh, that's to a to. question that we don't need to. But I just I just asked it. What? I just listen to baseball podcasts. Baseball. That's it. Nothing else. I I was dabbing in the like Dana Carvey and um, David Spade podcast. And there are a couple of them pretty interesting, but... Um, what is that one called? Fly on the Wall. It's Fly part of it. I don't think that's a good name. And they keep saying it. I'm like, it's not a good name for this. You're two comedians. Why is it Fly on the Wall? That's like an expression for like, oh, if I could just be a fly on the wall while those, you know, Hemingway and Pablo Picasso had <laughs> drinks. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. I don't know. Okay. It's fine. If you like it, it's fine. You recommend it. I think it. it's fine. Okay. But I'm not like addicted the way I am baseball. Baseball, you're really addicted and deep. Like how many hours a week are you listening? Not that many, like maybe two or three. Two or three hours a week? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. No. Okay, you're right. That is a really boring answer though. I told you. I also said in the last podcast, I would look up what role did Chuni, the elephant, play in those Shakespearean plays he was in. Mm -hmm. I looked it up. I couldn't find any info on it. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate yeah, it. Like, well, I just I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold you. I'm like, I'm not like disappointed. That'd probably be a pretty difficult thing to find. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I just, I'm not going to go to a research library and like spend a month abroad. Yeah. She played, it's probably the answer is like she played the elephant. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
One other thing uh, that came up just this week, you know, I know somebody who works at a prestigious animal park, okay? Oh. And they were talking about elephants and how at the San Diego Zoo and the wild animal park mm-hmm. in- Well, it's the, not called wild animal park. It's called the safari park. The safari park. It yes. used to be called the wild animal park. Because I was talking about Chuni and elephants and stuff. And remember, they were electrocuted. They were hung. And he said, well, they weren't treated that well at the San Diego Zoo back in the day either. That they used to do things like beat or smack them on the head with sticks as a disciplinary action. Mm. And that now they've completely changed that. It's rewards-based and... The sticks have a lot of padding on them now. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was Now relevant. it's more humiliation. <laughs> it's verbal abuse. Yeah. That happened. They tell them their ears are too big. Stuff like that. <laughs> I don't... It could. It could be going on in there. I don't know what's happening, but it, it that was the 80s and 90s, and they got a lot of in trouble for it, and they changed their ways, and now we're treating them a little bit better. But still, a lot of people don't think elephants should be in captivity at all. And I, they do have a nice facility there, but it's still a cage. That's kind of the curse of being trainable, you know, being intelligent enough right. to be trained. Like nobody's trying to train an ant or, you know, a snail. So you gain a certain amount of intelligence. That's the curse. You're going to be trained. And elephants seem incredibly intelligent. They have the eyes, right? Where you can look at them and see the spark Mm -hmm. of intelligence. Man. Like when you see a gorilla at the zoo Mm -hmm. and you know that he's he's depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Needs some therapy, man. Go talk to somebody. 100% there are gorilla, chimpanzee therapists that have to go around to all the zoos and... You think so? Yeah, there's got to be. If there's not, there should be. Are you up for the role? Absolutely not. You don't want to get your arms ripped off. (laughs) (laughs) I could see it, you know, like maybe a show on like Animal Planet, Mm -hmm. sort of a Sopranos vibe where, you know, you go into the room, You insist that the handlers don't come in, you know? It's just you and the gorilla. <laughs> and try and talk things over. Ah, oh, no thanks. I'll leave that job to someone else. Well, that's all I had to get off my chest before we start on the ivory build woodpecker. Which is one I've received many emails about... And I've just never gotten to it. Didn't feel like it. No. Just be, you know, let it out there. Not on like the frog and toad episode. How are the numbers on that frog and toad? I got to look. I can't say. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, so that bad? I, I don't know. I try not to look. It's got a real pup fish vibe to it. Was that our 50th? The pup? What? No. The, frog and the toad. Uh, 49th. Okay. <laughs> 50th was what did we do last week 
leopard. It was you punted it. Yeah. Uh, Exeter Exchange. And You're like, here's a leopard and do the regular stuff. But <laughs> right. There was a zoo on the second floor. Uh, it worked. It was fun. Let's get into the ivory-billed woodpecker. You ready? It is a North American bird and the largest woodpecker in the United States, located in the southern states and Cuba. There is an American and a Cuban ivory-billed woodpecker. Currently, they are considered subspecies. The Cuban variety has very slightly different markings. However, there is some evidence that they could be different enough to constitute classification as a separate species. Uh, but in general, they are both shiny black with white stripes down their back, white-tipped wings, and, of course, ivory beaks. Do they have a red head? The males do. They differ from the females in that they have a red or a crimson crest. Question, because you know I was raised on Hanna-Barbera in Warner Brothers, you know, 1940s cartoons. No, I don't know why um, you were, but... but Woody Woodpecker, is this what they're basing him off of? Not that he was 40s, he was more like 60s. Do you want to see a picture of Woody I, Woodpecker? No, I, I don't know if that's the particular woodpecker, but it's you're kind of lumping a bunch of woodpeckers together. It's almost insensitive <laughs> what, you're, <laughs> what you're doing there. But I'm just asking if they are basing it. When you, you ask someone, like, picture a woodpecker in their head thinking redhead and basically what you just described do you want me probably to... because of woody woodpecker there's just so many different kinds of woodpeckers i don't know specifically if the ivory build one is the one that, that people, people think on. about do you want me to look right now i want to see a picture of it of woody woodpecker both okay i looked it up so the woody woodpecker is based off of the pileated woodpecker, pileated, 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 P-I-L-E-A-T-E-D. Okay. Pileated woodpecker. And it does not have an ivory beak. They okay. look similar. C come here and look at this picture. That looks like woody woodpecker. No, no. Look at the. That's Woody Woodpecker. And then look at the ivory bird. First of all, neither of those were Woody Woodpecker. Those were real birds. <laughs> there he is. Doesn't look anything like those other, the real birds. He's got a blue body, which is highly inaccurate. And they also don't wear gloves. The picture you saw of the ivory-billed woodpecker. Yeah. You can agree it is stunning. It's a striking bird. Striking indeed. It's beautiful. It's also the biggest one in the United States. Whoa. Also, they are believed to mate for life. What do they sound like? It's been described as a toy trumpet. Hmm. I listened to a recording and it did sound like that. Can you do it with like your mouth? No. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a toy trumpet. 
this sounds like something you would get out of a pinata. Yeah, the, the kazoo kind of. Yeah. I l- listened to the sound of it a while ago. How close that is to an actual call of one, I don't know. And somebody listening might be a real big fan of the ivory billed woodpecker. And I'm just, if that's nowhere near it, I'm sorry. And somebody listening might be pulling over because they thought they heard <laughs> a ivory build woodpecker they're, and is scanning the tree line just in case they're pulling out the recording device mm-hmm. in addition to that sound you'll also hear another sound oftentimes when you hear that those big strong beaks pecked at trees in search of beetle larvae that's their primary food source so they'd rip the bark back from the trees and, and search for them yeah. so it's not just like pecking wood wood so pecker ripping. It's yeah. yeah, ripping the bark as well. Woody Wood Ripper. <laughs> the Wood Ripper. That's great. These birds prefer old tree forests, which is one of the reasons they went or are nearly extinct. These old tree forests are highly desirable to loggers as well. Most of the trees that ivory billed woodpeckers were using in America or Cuba were being cut down. And the birds had to make do with younger trees, which don't have the same beetle larva to tree stump ratio. Mm. Because of that, they were struggling to meet nutritional needs and also the habitat is disappearing. That's why habitat loss is one of the main reasons given for their extinction. Another reason we get is hunting, which, by the way, humans are the only known predator to these birds. Hmm. I couldn't find a lot of details on who and why they were being hunted. I know collectors were hunting them, but beyond that, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if people were hunting them for food. I, I don't know. It seems like there's got to be better food sources out there than woodpecker. Yeah, I know it's a big woodpecker, but... How big are we talking? I think it's two feet long and... That's big. Three feet wingspan. All right. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't write it down. Well, you know, that's fine. Okay. Just any rough estimate. I'll accept. Before contemporary human involvement with these guys, Native Americans did have a long relationship with them. Not a great one from the perspective of the woodpecker, but less volatile than it will eventually become. Different Native American groups use them in different ways, including ornamentation on clothing as parts of ceremonial pipes and even as a food source. Okay. Ceremonial pipes. It's kind of a cool thing to be a part of. I could see it like, uh, you know, the beak being used as like the little um, reed or whatever, like the mm-hmm. where you put your mouth on the pipe. That'd be cool as hell. I would use a feather and tie it onto my ceremonial pipe. You know, a little like bedazzled string. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing about ceremonial pipes, but if I'm just guess, you know, riffing, yeah, that's how I'd use it. I'd use I'd use a feather too. Um, but I don't I don't know what, what other uses might people have for a woodpecker. Well, they also use them as a food source. I just said that. Yeah. So they did eat them. 
it seems like a situation we've heard so many times native people were killing them but not anywhere to the extent that would put them in a extinct territory yeah so no problem until modern times so this is a weird one today because they're not officially extinct yet there's that 50-year time limit that has to pass before you can declare a species extinct that has actually been met for the one in America, but not for the one in Cuba. That wouldn't happen until 2037 because the last sighting in Cuba was 1987. It hasn't officially been declared extinct here because continued sightings are putting whether it really is extinct into question. And I think the last official sighting was 1944. So they're sort of getting some leeway. 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 Last year, the Fish and Wildlife Service was ready to make it official. They were going to pull the plug on it, and then advocates of the bird push back, which I'm going to get into later. But this year, in July, it went up for review again, and they gave it another six months for advocates to kind of gather more information before they can make that final declaration. Well, what happens if they make that declaration? Does everybody working on searching for it like all their funding gets cut off or something they just throw up their hands walk out of the forests what's so different right well they they lose protection if they're okay Uh, and also that means a lot of areas that were put aside for them safe places Mm -hmm. Uh, so there might be some nefarious motives to declaring them extinct like what I'm going to come and get, use that land for something else. Exactly. Sure. I did find out that in a lot of the places that are protected under the ivory-billed woodpecker protection status, other species there are also protected. So taking away the protection doesn't mean you can just go in and log yeah. in most of the places. So they kind of have... But hey, you're one animal closer to being able to do that. Exactly, right. And also, I didn't just look into what exactly the geographical location was. Maybe there is. This is in Cuba? Uh, right. Cuba is still protected in areas. Okay. In the states. Okay. It's like maybe next month they're going to say. Game over. Game over for that bird. Yeah. yeah. Side note. The American Birding Association has already declared it as definitely or probably extinct. They did it a while Quitters. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, like trail cams are a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're becoming more and more popular, right? Yeah. So maybe you're going to spot some. Maybe like, you're going to have to backtrack. So let's not be so quick. Exactly. That's yeah. why I'm doing this episode, by the way. Okay. But... I'm glad you bring up the trail cam because today, I know we probably won't release this for another week or something, uh-huh. but they found an extinct species on a trail cam. It's the black naped pheasant pigeon. It sounds extinct. <laughs> a pheasant pigeon? Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of one of those before. It's uh lives in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. And they found 
a couple at least on trail cams and see huge deal yeah right there you go don't quit on them don't quit back to the bird by the 1940s in the united states these birds will be believed to have gone extinct already in the years prior, there were many sightings and the bird watching community becomes obsessed with and still is with spotting this bird. As it starts to become extinct, some bird watchers will have actually seen one in person and some will not. There's something like some old old watchers yeah. who've gone back a while. You know, they're maybe in their eighties or something. They have it checked off. Right. That's cool. But as... The bragging right right there. For sure. Yeah. But as it's on its way out and there's not a lot left, you can still perhaps spot one, even if you know, you're know you new to the birding community. So it becomes really sought after. So if you're thinking about getting into bird watching, you should do it now. Because think about like yeah. 50 years from now, how many birds will be just completely gone. So true. And you can be like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. You kids don't know any. There's like five birds left. <laughs> the pheasant pigeon. Yeah. You could easily get that now. There's something called a life list. That is a list of all the species ever seen by a person. And it's a pretty big deal for birders. If you had the ivory billed woodpecker on your list your life list, yeah, you're a pretty big deal. It's That's sort of a bucket list for birders. Yeah, or you've just reached elite status. Yeah, myth- mythical status there. You think and there's a lot of birders who lie about it? I've always thought about that. I wouldn't. I, would, I couldn't mark that if I hadn't seen it. But here's the thing. What if you thought you saw a woody woodpecker well, you're probably hallucinating. Because <laughs> woodpeckers aren't blue. Well, and they don't wear gloves and talk to you. You could mistake an ivory build for another bird. And you might just give it to yourself and make yourself believe you've seen it. I think you're going to get grilled by the next birder who's like, oh, yeah, you saw it? What did it look like? Well, then you just go look at a picture of it online. Well, then you know that you didn't see it. Right. But if you're having to verify it online. Two different kinds of people there. Would you Sorry. lie about it on the life list or not? I don't know. Are you a sociopath? Are you going to lie about it? I'm not a birder. Put yourself in birding shoes. Am I going to lie about it? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just said I, I go see 10 other birds that the next generation is never going to see again. Oh man, you're just a curmudgeonly old man to the I will be. <laughs> okay. One population in particular lived in an old growth forest that was owned by the Singer Sewing Company mm-hmm. and which was being logged by another company. The National Audubon Society attempts to purchase the logging rights and save this population. But that didn't happen. His logging continues and those are all wiped out. And that's in 1944 where 
they observe the last remaining birds. All to make some singer sewing machines that are obsolete. I don't know if they're logging it for the sewing machines. I just think they owned the land. Oh, okay. Well, since then, 22 cases of possible sightings or evidence of ivory bills have been officially reported, but none of those have been fully substantiated. Some reports claim to have heard them. Others saw evidence of bark being pulled back on the trees in the manner that the ivory bills are known to do. Someone found a feather. There was even a photo taken of a pair in 1971 that Mm. was hotly debated. Mm. But since then, it has gained quite a bit of clout. It's sort of a Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. You got real believers and then you've got people who say no. One sighting was from a moving plane that was 50 yards away. Uh, so Okay, with- <laughs> but some small planes can go pretty slow. Because at first yeah. when you say that, I'm like, okay, well, great. I've been on a plane 30,000 feet in the air. You're not going to see anything. Those little planes can kind of just... Yeah, you can get pretty low. And go really slow. You can go like 30 miles an hour. So you're fine with that plane. I personally thought... There's no way you can distinguish if that was a real ivory-billed woodpecker from a plane. But you're going, yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe. I don't know. Give me some... We, we you, live in a time where we can document everything. Just snap a photo. That's, that's Take the a thing. Video. It's, I hear it's really hard to get a good photo of one because they're so deep in the forest. and They get a video. <laughs> It's that much harder. This is why it, you said Bigfoot. It makes me think of UFOs. Yeah, funny how nobody sees them when we all carry around video cameras. <laughs> right. But as far as UFO sightings, some of them sound legit. Whether it really happened, you really think it happened and you believe you saw it. Mm-hmm. And I got to give it to you. Other times, you didn't get abducted. You're making this story up. I can't believe you, right? So it's right. like there's you gotta find some way to separate the attention seekers from like right. the legit. Exactly. Okay. Cuba. Sightings continue as well. Many people are captivated by the ivory billed woodpecker. This is one of those that we really want to still be there because it is visually attractive. Uh-huh. Versus Nobody cares about the pupfish. Uh, you know, no one's like flocking there to see if it's still there. Because yeah. who cares? It's a tiny little fish. It's like brown. You wouldn't notice it was there or not. A two foot striking woodpecker. Pizzazz. There's some pizzazz there. You're right. You want it to be alive. Yeah. We don't want ugly birds around. No. Or we don't want a beautiful bird to go extinct. Just the ugly ones. Yeah. Also, if this bird is believed to be extinct by many people, the chance to get to see one, very alluring. Big time bragging rights. Yeah. In 1948, Davis Drompton, at the time just becoming interested in ornithology, cites and photographs a nesting pair in Cuba. Wow. Then... In 1956, six pairs were located by another group 
So they're doing pretty good down there. In 1959, however, Cuban revolutionaries overthrow the government, and we don't hear a lot about the birds again for a while. Yeah. <laughs> There's... It's not a real big focus. Right. Yeah. There was a sighting in 1970. Biologists keep searching for it. They don't see anything for a while. Regardless, in 1984, they decide, let's start setting up another expedition or a task force to find one. Maybe things were calming down and they could devote some scientific energy to this, right? Yeah. They also invite this American, Lester Short, from the American Museum of Natural History, who is a woodpecker expert. They invite him down to help set up the effort. They don't see anything right away, though. But in 1986, they get this hot tip from a lumberjack. A female was sighted. I'm imagining this guy's like calling on a payphone. <laughs> Is this less short? I got a tip for you. <sighs> Female's been sighted. <laughs> it might. It probably was because. Who are you? Can't talk now. <laughs> They're onto me. He's putting his own job in jeopardy to do this. Because if uh, they see one of these birds, they're probably going to shut down the logging. Ooh, intriguing. And that's exactly what they do eventually. Because they do see this bird. More than one. For 10 days, they have sightings almost every other day of birds. And I'm hoping it's not the same one. You know, it's like that would suck. But... It was probably places overrun with them. (laughs) It's just like one bird. Right. (laughs) It was probably the same cluster of birds. Regardless, proof of life. Yeah. They're down here. Three weeks later, Lester Short, the American guy, he makes his way down there and he also sees one. Good for him. Yeah, right. (laughs) He gets to mark that off of his life list. Yeah. And when Lester sees the bird, he does have his camera with him, but he is unable to take a photo. Oh, Butterfingers right. Lester. Less short, coming up short again. <laughs> he remarks following the sighting, I thought, my God, I've seen it. That's great for him. Good for him. I'd like to build up so much like anticipation for something that, you know, if someone else saw it, they would know nothing about and just like, oh, it's a bird. Like a geologist could see a certain type of rock and be blown away. Mm-hmm. And then someone else just might kick it and keep walking. Right. Is there anything like that that's like super mundane in your life or to other people that you would see and like shock you? That they wouldn't recognize as being yeah. unique? Yeah. Yeah. That's. It can't be an extinct animal. Cause... I get it. I don't know. Sure. You know, Jack, if I saw a Tacopa pupfish <laughs> just in a hot spring somewhere. That would shock you because you'd know all about it. <laughs> what about you? I don't think so. I don't know. Baseball player, be... maybe? Well, other people would. I guess. Uh, yeah, you're right. Baseball's not that popular. Mm-mm. I would see a, you know, someone on the Padres and be like, oh, that's that guy. And then everyone else at the mall would just be like, whatever, it's just some dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought of one. Maybe if I I don't saw... know if I'd say, my God, I have seen him. <laughs> Maybe. My God. I probably would do something like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of things that would make me do that. Just off one I thought of was maybe a coprolite and not the ones that just look like rocks. Yeah. The ones that actually look like little poops. Uh-huh. Coprolite's a fossilized poop, ancient poop. So if I just saw one of those lying around, I'd be like, whoa. You know what I saw on TikTok was like a piece of amber and then the bug was trapped in it, right? It was mm-hmm. like a beetle. Mm-hmm. But you could see inside the beetle's stomach was like an air bubble. So you could like turn it over and the air bubble would like No. Move. And there was food inside its stomach. So you could turn <gasps> it over and the food would come down. And it That's. Was, it was enough to be like, is this fake? Right. Because that's crazy. I, I've i got chills up and down my body right now. I was now. watching. I was on TikTok and then I was like, my God, I've seen it. okay so following this sighting the cuban government bans logging in that area and now that's off limits to everyone but scientists but because these might be the get out of my way i'm a scientist off limits you have to stay here (laughs) you just made a opening door pantomime like Mm -hmm. you were opening the door to walk into the forest scientists only (laughs) see you later losers what about birders can they go take nope not unless you're a scientist (laughs) well it's because these could be the last ones alive in the entire world so only scientists (laughs) back to why this hasn't been declared extinct yet in the u.s we already talked about it a little bit But those pesky sightings, they keep popping up. When this happens, if the sighting seems somewhat legit, they usually protect the forested area surrounding the location of the sighting. And I won't get into all of the sightings since the 1940s, but currently there is a group of advocates in Louisiana searching for the bird, and many claim to have seen it. They are searching in that Singer tract where the last one was sighted back in the 1940s. Trail cameras have captured grainy photos of the bird, and recordings have also been made, but it's not enough proof. For the bird to stay on the protected list and to not be declared extinct, the Wildlife Service requires clear video or photographic evidence that can be repeatedly interpreted the same way by independent observers. Mm -hmm. That was a quote. Okay. And that's the problem with these fuzzy photos. I, I think if it was me, I might get nervous. I'm like, my God, the, hands are shaking. My God, I've seen it, and I'm like grabbing for my phone. Yeah, my hands are shaking, and I'm like, my mom just texted, and that and popped like, up. Uh, it's not recognizing your face. So you have to try to yeah. put in your code. <laughs> And then, like, your battery's dying. And then, like, it pops up some other app and you're trying to get out of it. And then, like, it minimizes it. And you're not trying to minimize it. And you're like, I have to go back to the lock screen so you can go to the camera. Yeah. And also, you forgot to eat a snack. So your blood sugar's down Mm -hmm. and you're shaking anyway. And you open a camera and it's on, like, Panorama or something. Uh Yeah. And then 
by the time you finally get it set up, the bird's dead. <laughs> its life had yeah. naturally played out to the old growth. Old it's age. now turned into old growth forest. <laughs> for the people who are still actively searching for the ivory-billed woodpecker, this is frustrating because many of them have seen it or they fully believe that they've seen it. Like, who am I to judge? I'm in the camp. Yeah, you guys saw it. Yeah. I'm just ready to give it to them. They just lack that one high resolution photo. You know? (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) There should be a class for these advocates about like calming down in the heat of the moment, you know, working on breathing techniques, working on how to navigate your phone. They need to be a sniper class of photographers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like trained to be a sniper, but with a camera. Because sniper, you can't flinch. You can't do any of that. Exactly. So I'm talking ghillie suits. I'm talking we drop (laughs) them in. Cover of darkness, ghillie suits. They got big ass cameras. They look like guns because that's cool. And they just snap, snap, snap. Snapping photos. There could be money in it. I would be open to setting something like this up. If you made it seem a little more badass, might get a little more attention. We don't just have to do almost extinct species. We could do... Bigfoot. Bigfoot, UFOs, UFOs. other things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, next time you put a trail cam out... Just switch it from the grainy setting to like clear setting. Yeah, right. That would work too. That would work, right. All great tips. Switch it from make it look like it was shot with a potato to a real camera. So now there's just a month or two left until it's declared extinct. And if you're one of the people who believes with certainty that it's not extinct because you've seen it with your own eyes but you don't have that photo, this must be an incredibly frustrating process. Yeah. Go buy a camera. Get on my SEAL Team 6 for shooters. Bird, birders. <laughs> my birder SEAL Team 6. When they review the extinction status... This could the- be a film, right? You got a lot of elements here. You got ticking time clock. <laughs> You got the world's best birders all assembling, maybe pulling some out of retirement, you know, like the 80 year old guy who saw it back in the day, who's going to be there to to tell you if it's legit or not. (laughs) The young bucks, you know, who've risen up the ranks, basically a top gun of birders. (laughs) Is it a nonfiction? Well, it's based on a true story. A base. Okay. Being what, you know basically what you just told me right and i'm zhuzhing it up a little but it's sort of a top gun for birders and uh, they're gonna they're my seal team six and they're gonna go into this forest and i don't know what obstacles they face but it's gonna be tough all to get that one snapshot of the bird that's gonna prove they exist and save them before time runs out in my mind the forest is full of these birds it's just they're getting in the way of themselves 
Oh, sort of a comedy of errors. <laughs> it's like the universe doesn't want them to be taking a photo of. Like every time they pull a camera out, like a rock hits the lens or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see this. Well, we need funding. Let's make it happen. Well, you work a script. <laughs> Okay, so when they review the extinction status of this in the next month or two, I will update you with what happens. If they are declared extinct, those protections will be lifted in the areas that were set aside. Like I said, though, in most cases, other protections for other birds and animals should remain in place there. So if they are, if most areas are remaining protected, it seems like the main concern for advocates of the bird is that once we say that's it they're all gone collectively we don't feel responsible for it anymore and we aren't inclined to save it so we just willingly allow it to go extinct right yeah and that's sayonara is that okay that's all folks is that okay is it okay or should we not be so quick to do that i'm saying if you got some people spotting it just you know extend it a few more months just kick it down the road that's how we take care of things right right it's like when your car doesn't pass smog you get the sticker and then you get an extension and you just keep getting give us an extension it's the american way give us an extension yes give us some time we got to get our class out there get people trained to take these photos appropriately and we'll get the job done. Yeah. Well, that is the ivory-billed woodpecker may or may not be extinct. What do you think? Uh, look, it's all interesting to me. I have to, I've done 50 of these episodes. Now. <laughs> You've done 50. Yeah. And let me tell you, what people tune in to our show to hear is how animals are getting brutally murdered mm-hmm. to the point where they're wiped off the planet of the earth. The planet of the, the earth. The planet of the earth. Okay. So next time you come to me with some bird who got its precious beetles taken away and that almost wiped them out, <laughs> like, stop. It was boring. I want bludgeoning. Yeah. I want brutal ways that they're finding to murder them by hanging them or whacking them with a stick. When was the last time we got one that just was a good whack with a stick? Teach you a lesson. Yeah. Embarrass it in front of its fans with a padded yes. stick to the head. Well, there's a plenty of animals we've gone over where it's just like, yeah, uh, there's just a lot of people just whacking them with yeah. a stick. I thought you were talking about the elephant trainers. The two. Okay. I agree. It was pretty... Un- there wasn't much there. I'm saying it was interesting and it had a lot to it. But what the listeners really want... Okay. Is that blood and guts and i'm just saying okay this, as someone who's done 50 episodes well jack if you didn't know this you can email extinctionpod <laughs> at gmail with gruesome suggestions for future episodes and i'd be happy to put one of those in i'm probably just saying this because my episode that i did oh, yeah. was all about getting murdered where they stuff. ripped people's clothes off yeah and they're yeah. Their fingernails were getting ripped out <laughs> as, drag- or dragons, as tigers were dragging them away right. on the planet of the earth. Uh. Bye. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening, everyone.
Bye. See you next week. A Peg Leg Deer production.